Do, 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 do. You're listening to episode four of Friending, a no-nonsense, all-practical, sometimes hilarious podcast show that helps women like you and me cultivate healthy female friendship in these modern times. And the key word being healthy. Some of us are in some really unhealthy friendships and we don't even know why. We don't even know why. We've just been there for a long time. It feels a little comfortable. It feels a little scary to let it go. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. We are going to expose the reality that if we're going to live a life that is fruitful, productive, filled with joy, living the dreams, the callings that we've been given, all that good stuff, if we are truly going to do that, we may have to con mari some of our friendships. Con mari is a cleaning method, not so much a cleaning method, an organization method where you sort of tidy up your life, you declutter your life, you know, of of material possessions. I don't know if anyone ever saw the show or read the book The Magic of Tidying Up, but the whole premise is you need to declutter in order to really have the space to be creative and joyful, and all that good, wonderful things that we all want, right? That we're all buying books to figure out how to do that. And I just want to remind yourself and myself that there will be, there will be times in which we have to do this sort of decluttering in our friendships. And I don't say that casually. I'm, I'm just not, this is not like a, just a passing comment, like, oh, just get rid of some people that you don't need anymore. That's not what I'm saying, but I am going to challenge both you and I that there are some friendships we have to let go for a variety of reasons. Before we get into the specific reasons of why we're letting some of these friendships go, I want to introduce you to a new friend that I've made, the super wise, super gracious, super welcoming Manning Mulliken. Now, Manning and I met at a conference called Blistem, which essentially is a conference for women who really want to build their platforms and scale their businesses. And so Manning and I kind of met one of the last nights of the conference and we just clicked. We just got each other. And I love when that happens. And so we've kind of become the sort of like conference friends that you can make sometimes when you go to these sort of venues and events. And she happily offered to be on the Friending Podcast because she has some experience. She has a story, which I love, about having to learn to let some friendships go. And so we're going to hear her story and we're going to kind of just pour a cup of coffee and pretend that she's in the room with us telling us what happened in her life and really encourage us to be bold and brave and maybe make some of the same decisions. Now, you are probably listening right now. There's a possibility that you could be one of the listeners today that is sort of feeling a little sick to their stomach because they know this episode is for them. They know this is something that they've been thinking about. They know this is something they need to do. And so I really hope this encourages you. And then for others, you're going to listen to this episode and go, I never thought about it like this before. And listen, 
Nobody likes to talk about how we have to end certain friendships or we have to dial back our expectation of certain friendships, which we're going to get into. So after we listen to Manning's story, we're going to talk about the reasons why we need to let some friendships go. We're going to talk about how to let some of those friendships go. And we're also going to talk about the difference between ghosting people, you know, like cutting them out of your life, which I have done before. I'm going to admit to you, I've definitely done this not cool. I am completely in regret for doing that to some people in my life. I am learning how to let some friendships go in a much more healthy way. So we're going to listen to Manning. We're going to hear her story. And then we're going to talk about how we actually put this into practice in the right way. Manning. Hey, tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, what you're up to, and what season of life you are currently in so everyone knows who we're talking with. Yeah, awesome. So my name's Manning. Um, I now live in Raleigh, North Carolina, but I'm from South Carolina. So I'm from, a, I would consider a small town compared to Raleigh, at least, um, Spartanburg. Okay. And I feel like in the beginning, you know, of 2020, everyone's looking back on not just their last year, but their last decade. Yeah. As I look back at my last decade, I've moved to four different cities and moved house eight to nine times. I can't even count how many times, but it's eight to nine times. So every year um, I've been moving and I've been moving to different cities as well, which plays a big role. in I think obviously what we're going to talk about today is friendship. Yeah. Um, but the most interesting part, I think, of the last 10 years is two and a half years ago, I moved to England um, to be part of this a leadership academy. And that caused me to quit my job and sell everything and do what wasn't normal. Yeah. Um, what wasn't normal for someone my age and for what people, what wasn't normal for what people expected me to do. Mm. And so that was two and a half years ago. But here recently, about four months ago, I then moved back to the U.S. and moved to Raleigh, North Carolina to plant church, but also to build my business. So yeah. I've got a business called Extended Network. And so I do um, a little bit of both. Wow. That's a lot of transition you just described. <laughs> it feels like a lot of transition. As I talk about it, I'm like, well, some ups and downs. Yeah. And that, you know, transition makes friendship tricky because you're not like staying in one spot long enough. Yeah, it definitely does. And it has an impact on your relationships and you've got to choose, um, you have to choose relationships wisely and you've got to figure out what's best for you as you're transitioning. Um, what are the best, yeah, what are the best connections and friendships to have as you transition in and out of cities? You just mentioned something. I have to ask about it. Yeah. And that is, you said that you made a choice that people did not expect you to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that must've been really hard Particularly, I mean, were your friends even sort of surprised by your choice? Yeah, my friends were surprised. My family was surprised. And even people who weren't in my quote-unquote inner circle were quite shocked because it's not normal to quit your job, let go of health insurance, let go of retirement, let go of all of these things that keep you safe and and keep you secure. Um, And so I had a lot of, probably 50% of my friends didn't agree with the decision and the other 50% couldn't have been more excited and couldn't have cheered me on more. Um, Even to this day, and that was two and a half years ago, are still cheering me on, even though we don't live in the same city. And they've since moved to different locations and different places. But that's how I kind of found like 50% agreed and 50% didn't agree with that decision. 
Wow. I just have to give you so much credit because I think when we make a decision and our friends particularly, I mean, we can kind of sort of expect family to have opinions, but when our friends are like, oh, I don't know why you're doing that, it can really challenge you and make you doubt and make you go, well, maybe maybe I did get this whole thing wrong. You know, it, it, you really have to be brave to move yeah. forward if you don't feel like everyone is behind you. At least that's my personality. Yeah. And it, I think it's what's even harder is, and I think within each of us, all of us know that there is um, something more or there's something different that might be had for us in different seasons. And what was hard was I, I knew I needed to step into something different than what I was doing. And this was, I knew it was a step I needed to take. What I couldn't see, it was very unknown. What was on the other side of this leadership academy, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Would I be able to make a successful salary again? Would I ever have health insurance? Like I couldn't tell you any of that. When would I move back to the US? I'm not sure. And so I think that's the hardest part is when you have people who don't agree with your decision, but then internally you're struggling with the unknown anyways. And there's so many fears and so... So I think that got to be the hardest part of it was you don't agree, but I also have no idea what's next. I have no clue what this is going to look like. I'm terrified, but I'm also carrying your, the, the weight of, of, of you not necessarily agreeing with what I'm doing, if that makes sense. And so that's where I feel like the biggest contention came for me. Um, and the biggest fears, guilt, all of that came between that line specifically. Yeah. I mean, it really is you know, when you are about to take a brave move like that, and we're going to get into what we're talking about, you do have to let go of some stuff in order to move forward. And some of that is friendships. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why I produce this friending show is that there's a lot of us adult women out there who are totally on the friendship struggle bus. Um, We're finding it really hard to navigate adult female friendship. And there are so many things that no one tells you about in regards to adult friendship. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things I think I learned the hard way is that friends come and go depending on the season and what you're describing, depending on what season we choose to be in. Mm-hmm. So tell us kind of when you first started realizing this and you know, sort of share when you kind of had to do this yourself, kind of move forward. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I completely agree with you. No one talks about friendships. I'm so glad you have this podcast. I'm so glad you're a voice into this space because I had no idea. And I think um, I had no idea that friendships change. I had no idea that it's okay that friendships change Mm. because no one ever talked about it. And so for me, the first time would be when I left college or university and started working for the corporate world. Mm. And it's such a transition in and of itself not only are you in a different city than where you were, but also you're working 40 hours a week and then you're working 50 hours a week. And then, you know, sometimes that turns into 60, 70 hours a week that you can't maintain everything. You can't maintain your house, you know, cooking and cleaning and all the necessary chores and things that you need to do while going to work while also trying to learn a new city and build new relationships. And so for me, that was the first point where I realized why are my, why am I not as close to my friends in university, we were so close. You know, we talked all the time. I knew everything that was going on in their life. Now, some of them live two hours away. Some of them live six hours away. Some of them live in the same city as me, but we don't have that connection anymore. And I couldn't understand why, because no one had told me that that was normal and that that was okay. 
And I remember being really stressed out because I was so uncertain of, because especially, you know, after you leave work, you don't want to talk on the phone. I don't really want to talk to anyone. I just want <laughs> two hours by myself of complete silence because I've right. talked on the phone all day. And I remember being stressed out because I couldn't figure out how am I supposed to go to dinner and meet new people? Hey, how do I even meet new people in a new city? That's yeah. hard in and of itself. While also maintaining these friendships that, you know, what I thought would be friendships for the rest of my life. Exactly. Um, and so that was the first point. But actually after realizing it, it was something I carried throughout every season. Mm. Not even say throughout every year. So once I came to realize, okay, friendships do change. That's okay. I expected it. And so every time I moved after that, it was like, okay, friendships shift. And that, and, I, and I just learned to be okay with that, I guess. You got to see like the, the pattern. You saw the pattern of it. Yeah. I think a lot of people, including myself, when it first happens, we're like, oh my gosh, you know, this is happening and it's bad and it's happening to me and it's probably only happening to me. And then you start to live a little bit and you go, okay, no, every time there's a shift in my life, there's going to be a shift in my relationships. It's, it's natural. What's not natural is to hold on. Mm-hmm. it's like you know you can't move forward do you think you can give us like three good reasons why you should let a friendship go yeah I oh, it's such a hard thing to talk about isn't it I, I especially think for women though it's hard to talk about because we carry guilt and we carry the emotions of other people mm. and so yeah I think too maturely to let go of friendships in a mature way can be so difficult because you first need to reconcile with yourself that A, it's okay. Yeah. And B, I can't carry someone else's guilt or pressure. Hmm. Um, but three reasons to let friendship go. The first red flag I would see is if a friendship is holding you back from opportunity. Like mm-hmm. I said earlier, I believe everyone is called to, I feel like everyone knows that they're called to something different in different seasons or know they're called to step out into something, yeah. whether that be, uh, you know, beginning a new business or quitting a job or whatever that transition looks like, or starting a relationship with somebody else. Yeah. Um, I think if a friendship is holding you back from opportunity, that's a good red flag that you might need to begin to close a door or mm-hmm. not hold on to that friendship as tightly as you were before. Uh, the second thing is when a friendship is holding you back from other relationships. Hmm. So I've seen recently how uh, a close friendship has held one of the girls back from stepping into a relationship with um, a guy and wow. she doesn't want to hurt feelings because we, again, we carry so much weight within our want, not wanting to hurt people's feelings. And so I think relationships is another big red flag. You've got to be aware of and see, okay, is this holding me back from starting a relationship with my, like a new friendship with a coworker or even a cousin or something like that is holding me back? Are they making me feel guilty for it? Um, And the third thing I would say is more of a, um, I guess more of an emotional thing that it might be doing to you. So if the friend is negative, I think negativity is always something to be aware of. If they're constantly negative towards your new dreams or aspirations or decisions like daily decisions, that's a big red flag. And also if they're controlling you, yeah. there's some women out there who, you know, each of us have a bit of it where we want to control everything because it makes us feel safe. And so when a friendship is, when that friend is beginning to control you and your decisions, that's a red flag of, I know that's going to hold me back and I know that's going to stop me. And so I need to have an honest conversation with them, but it might be a friendship I need to let go of. 
Those are very good reasons. In fact, I really resonated when you said when a friend is negative. Mm. And, and I even personally have experienced when a friend is constantly negative about themselves, it can become yeah. like, it's just like you're, you are imprisoned, always pulling them out of their negativity and that's going to hold you back. Yeah, because then it causes you to go, oh, maybe my body isn't that great. Maybe yeah. I don't have that great of a marriage. Maybe I don't have the best job in the entire world. Because then it, that negativity makes you look at yourself and reflect when actually you shouldn't be in that place in the first, like you shouldn't be in that situation in the first place. Exactly. Finding a friendship that you're not envious or comparing yourself to the person, but you're championing them and encouraging them. And they might be pursuing something you want, but you've got to encourage them and not compare and try to hold them back in the position that you are in, but you've got to release them. And that's the best kind of friendship you can find. You know, I think what happens to us too is that we feel guilty because we have a history with people. Mm-hmm. And so we feel like, well, I've invested all this time, but at the end of the day, history can't trump health. Yeah. You know, if it's not healthy, you know, you can't sustain it just because there's history. And I think, I mean, we've talked about this and you, you know, you said women need to recognize that you will have new friends and you can't focus on the old as much as the new. Like when you moved to a new city, you had to kind of make a shift where you can't be navigating these friends that live six hours away on a consistent basis that you were before or as much as yeah. you were before. So this is really hard to accept as you enter a new season of life, I believe. And I'd love to know how you think we can practically make this shift of focus in our friendships without the guilt. Cause I think that's the yeah. struggle. Yeah. I, um, I have an eight on the Enneagram. I don't know if anyone <laughs> listening takes the Enneagram, which is the challenger. So I typically say things as they are yeah. I'm very black and white. So that yeah. I realized that was a very black and white statement. <laughs> um, but it I'm, is married true, I think, I'm married to an eight. I'm married to an eight. So I get it. I'm a seven, so I, I just like to escape pain uh, every chance I get. So that's why I want to know how do you do this without feeling the pain of guilt. But yes, I appreciate. And I'm it. like, <laughs> it is what it is. Like yeah. you change, you move on, and it is what it is. But I think the best thing we really can do though is it's an internal thing, and you've got to a realize okay, I'm feeling guilt and pressure. I think we often will feel a lot of pressure and weight. So yeah. recognizing that but then reconciling it within yourself of it's okay. It's okay that my friendships are going to change. It's okay that we won't be as close because the friendships that are the important ones, the ones that matter. I've got a friend who lives halfway across the country. Now we haven't, we the last time we did a FaceTime call was probably eight months ago, okay. but she's my biggest champion, my biggest cheerleader, always supporting me. I'm in her yeah. wedding like it's she's coming to my wedding and we don't have to constantly be talking and communicating to just know I've got your back whatever you need you've got my back Um, and we support one another and that's such a healthy friendship and it's I would even say find the three four friendships that are that are worth it that you need to keep yeah but to let go of the guilt you've got to reconcile within yourself and just realize the truth that friendships will change and that's okay but you can't carry someone else's burden because it's stopping you from pursuing a new season in your life. It's stopping you from pursuing a new city as well. And, and one of the biggest things I found specifically coming to rally is everyone is so desperate for community. 
we're all so desperate for community and relationship. But one of the things that will hold us back is past relationships. Yeah. And trying to maintain those past relationships while also trying to build here. And you can't, you literally cannot do the two. It's so, I mean, it's so, so true. I think if we can just accept that as quickly as possible, we'll yeah. be able to really root ourselves in the current season. But I know for me, that is my struggle is I want to bring in the past. I don't, I don't want to let go of anything. But then because I'm holding on to the past relationships, I'm not able, I have no space in my life for the new that needs to happen. You know, I remember mm-hmm. we moved from Northern Ireland to America a couple of years ago. I had tons of really close, deep friendships. Yeah. But when I got to the States, I was still connected to those people, still talking to them. But I realized one day I have nobody to go to the movies with. Like I have no one I could call and be like, hey, you want to go see this movie, you know? And I had to kind of let go of investing what was overseas yeah, and really start to invest in what was in front of me. And that meant like less time talking on the phone or FaceTiming people who lived in Northern Ireland. So I think it's so good what you just said. How do we though deal with the friends who don't understand why we can't invest in them as much as before because we're in a new season or place? How do we like, you know, communicate this to them? Yeah. I think what you just said there that was so key and so important of, you know, when you move from Northern Ireland to America, you were still trying to maintain the number of phone calls and texts that you were doing when you were living in immediate, you know, proximity to them. And that's practically, that's what we have to do is we have to cut off so many phone calls and so many text messages. And as a woman, we feel so guilty. We will feel so guilty. I need to call this person. Well, also you need to call your mom, your dad, your sisters, your brothers, your husband's family. There are other people you need to call as well. Um, But practically, I think you said it best. We've got to be able to pull away from the phone and, and realize that that relationship just looks different. And so when you do have a friend there that doesn't understand it, the best thing you can do is carefully explain it to them. Beginning out, like starting out, carefully explain it to them. Um, And I would say in person or obviously over the phone, if you can't, never do it via text message. That's not going to work anymore. You're going to hurt feelings. Because if you can have an honest, I think that's one thing we don't have enough of, is honest, raw conversations of, hey, this really hurt my feelings. Or I don't understand why we can't talk 24 seven. And if you're saying, Hey, look, I'm in a new city. I'm trying to build friendship here. I'm trying to build a business here. I'm trying to figure out where the closest Walmart is. I don't have as much time anymore. I'm in a different season now. It doesn't mean I love you less. It doesn't mean I care about you less. It just means that things have to look a bit different because I can't maintain it all. And so first having that, like that kind of conversation, but I think another thing that we can each individually do and I think something we often will shy away from is look at the deeper side of things for them. So look and see, have they dealt with rejection before right. from a friend or a relationship? Have they dealt with isolation before from a parent? Because they're going to feel a bit of that. Um, they're going to feel that, that you withdrawing a little bit is actually going to bring up some of that past emotion. And so try to actually look and be in their shoes and say, okay, what else could be, what's an external source that could be going on here that's causing such a heavy reaction or heavy emotion. And again, have a conversation about it and bring that to light. Because oftentimes we don't realize like I was rejected as a child. So I feel rejections when friendships, when friendship's gone. 
Um, but actually, if we can shed light on that, that actually brings healing to them and helps friends grow. Right. But at the end of the day, if they can't understand it, after you've done those two things, had the conversation and seen, is there anything else on their side of things that could be um, impacting this conversation? That's again, where you go back to the reconciling within your heart, that it's okay. Yeah. That you're in a new season. You've got to find friends to go to the movie with. You need someone to be able to get a coffee with because you can't be in isolation. You can't remain in isolation. Yeah. You need to know your city and you need to have your tribe in your city with you to go and do these things with. And so again, um, it's that that reconciliation, isn't it? That it's okay that I move on and that friendship isn't for life like I thought it would be. Yeah. You know, one of the things I learned in all this myself was that you know, I'm, I might be the first person that's moving into a new season and I'm navigating this first, but there may be, there may come a time where that friend who's struggling has to do the same thing and they'll realize it's just par for the course. Like when you move into a new place or a new season, there has to be adjustments made or you won't move forward. Well, and I think even on that, we begin to pile up. If you look back, we begin to pile up friendships. You've got your small hometown high school friendships and then you've got your college friendships yeah. and then you've got your corporate job friendships plus the new city you've just moved into then if you move after that you've got three yeah. essentially what we could call three generations of friendships plus new friendships that are all piling on top of one another yeah. and at that point we haven't even talked about your family that you need to connect with or your in-laws that you need to connect with exactly and so the list just keeps going on on um and so I just think that's also something to just be aware of is my friendships do continue to like pile up over time. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't focus on all of them with the same intensity. It's just, it's, it's genuinely impossible. I think that's what we need to hear is that you're not weak because you can't handle it all. It's just, there's only 24 hours in a day and you only have so much emotional energy to put towards a friendship. You need yeah. to put towards the few, like you said, the close few. And then yeah. those that are in proximity of you, you got to yeah. build those up. And I you love, have kids. I don't have kids yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't even imagine once you had kids to the story. It's oh like, my gosh. I can't do anything. I don't even yeah. know how to, where my phone is half the time to text yeah. anyone. Well, I so I can't imagine for you. Is. I don't know what it is right now. Um, so I love talking about this with you. This is so great. I You have a really cool freebie that you're offering our friending listeners called Strong Foundations Guide. Why don't you say yes. what it is and then how they can get it? Sure. Yeah. So I'm super passionate about helping women or empowering women to, uh, to understand what they're good at, their giftings, their qualities, um, and the things that they love, and then to pursue that, to step into the, to the next phase of, or the next season to pursue what it is they're good at or pursue the thing they've always wanted to do, whether that's run a marathon, write a blog, enter into public speaking, starting a job, whatever that looks like. I love helping women uncover those passions. And so my company is called Extended Network. And if you go to our website, extendednetworkglobal.com, you can find our Strong Foundations Guide. And what that does is it's a series of questions that walks you through um, different areas of your life. So what do you get at? What do you love? That helps you uncover, okay, this is something I'm passionate about, but I haven't stepped into, but I need to. And so it's really easy to download that guide and begin to work on that. So just head over to extendednetworkglobal.com and you'll find it. 
I love it. We'll put a link in the show notes for everybody. So it's super easy to get to it. Thank you so much. And of course, I love to end these friending interviews with a very deep, profound question. And that is, (laughs) if you could be celebrity besties with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be and why? I'm always the worst with these questions because I feel like I have, I I never know. I'm an eight. I'm like, I don't know. Let's just keep going. Um, But I I actually didn't have to think about this one because I was like, who would I actually want to like have a coffee with and hang out with? And I think it would be Rosa Parks because she was, she was fierce. She was a boss woman. Like in her time, she stood out and she stood up for things that people didn't agree with. People didn't expect, Um, you know, like she, she saw persecution. She was in it and she wasn't mm-hmm. afraid of, I think we'll have like um, verbal persecution maybe on Facebook and right, Instagram right. messages or text yeah. messages. She was live. Like she yeah. was on a bus with like yeah. actual people in her face being arrested. And so I would love to have a coffee with her and chat. And I just imagine it would be a lot of fun to be like, what if we to dream together yeah. um, about things that we could do? So my celebrity bestie would be Rosa Parks. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Manning. Of course. I loved hearing Manning just sort of vulnerably share her own journey and having to let some friendships go so that she really could move forward with the things that she believed she was meant to do. And that is something that happens, guys. Sometimes we have to let some friendships go so that we can truly live our best lives. She mentioned three reasons why we might need to let a friendship go. I'm just going to repeat them for us because... I don't know if you're like me, but I could be listening to a story and I I forget the main points. So here they are. Number one, sometimes when you let a friendship go, if they're holding us back from an opportunity. Now, one of the things I have heard women say is sometimes with some of their friendships, they are afraid of doing anything that might give them success or maybe even accomplishment because they don't want to leave their friends behind. I have heard this more than I would like to. Let's be honest here. This is not healthy. That some of us are holding ourselves back from opportunities, from even achieving our dreams or going after the calling that is on our lives because we don't want to leave our friends behind. We don't want to uh, exercise and get ready for the 5K that we've always dreamed of accomplishing because our friend is just not there yet and we don't want to make them feel bad or maybe they do make us feel bad or maybe we don't want to take this job opportunity because we know our friend might have a snide remark about it because they might be jealous of our success. This is something that happens quite frequently in unhealthy friendships and I do think it's happening more than I like to hear about it. I think that we live in a time that there is such incredible opportunity for women And by golly, why are we letting our friends hold us back? I mean, things have been changing in history. I mean, we're not there yet. You know, we haven't arrived yet, but there is such opportunity now to throw it away because we don't want to make our friends feel bad is crazy town. We've got to just acknowledge that. If our friends make us feel guilty for moving forward in our lives and taking good opportunities, healthy opportunities that is going to improve our lives, our family's lives, whatever, we need to just say, okay, if this friend can't get on board, then this friend probably needs to go. 
The second reason that Manning mentioned in our little conversation was if this friend is holding us back from relationships, again, I hear this a little too much, of women holding back and pursuing even romantic relationships sometimes because they don't want to hurt their friend's feelings by spending time with somebody else. I even see this in regards to stepping out of a friendship circle. So perhaps there's a little friendship circle and they always do things together. They spend all the holidays together, the vacations together. They attend each other's kids' weddings and, you know, first Holy Communions and all that stuff. And perhaps one person meets another woman outside the friendship circle and wants to pursue a friendship with that woman, but because she's not in that friendship circle, she doesn't feel free to spend time with that new friend because she's not already in that little community of friendships. You following me here? That would be an example of friendships or a friendship that is holding you back from cultivating new healthy relationships in your own life. I am a firm believer that when it comes to friendship, There's always room for new friendships. There's always opportunity to cultivate something new. And it doesn't mean that you become besties with this new friend, but just to meet somebody and build trust, build camaraderie, build companionship. That's good. It's wonderful. And there are some friends who may not be cool with that. They may get a little jealous. They might be a little controlling. Hello, red flag. If that friend cannot allow you to make space for new friends in your life, they might have to go. And I just want to kind of add a little piece to this. If your friends do not let you become friends with other people, or if a friend gets jealous and it makes it all weird and awkward and or gives you the silent treatment or makes sarcastic remarks when you're pursuing new friendships, let me just say this is going to be a problem in many facets of your life. If your friend is demanding that she is your only, then this is going to be a problem in any kind of like romantic relationship you want to have, marriage, family, kids. This friend is always going to feel jealous and a little bit threatened by people that you care about. So pay attention to that. This is not just a friendship issue. This might be a codependency issue. This could be a narcissistic issue. Pay attention. If someone is not cool with you opening up your circle, then you need to think about letting her go. Another reason that Manning mentioned that we might have to let some friends go is if they're toxic, negative, controlling. I mean, this is serious, guys. I cannot stress this. If you have people in your life who are chronically negative, this will affect you. Now, some of us have family members who are chronically negative. We got to work that out, okay? We got to just sort of figure out a way to love those people and do life with those people that will be healthy for us. But when it comes to friendships, we choose our friends. We choose the friendships we're going to invest in. So if we're choosing to invest in friendships that are toxic, negative, controlling, the responsibility of how that negatively impacts us is solely on us because we've chosen it. I think what happens nine times out of 10 
is that these friends that are negative, toxic, controlling are usually friends that we have a history with. There's been a long time that we have shared together. And so letting that go is very painful because it's letting go a chapter of our life. There may even be some fear there, like what will happen if I don't have this person, this person that I kind of know what to expect from them, even if it's not good. And so I just encourage you to really just take some time, think about it. If you're the praying kind of person, pray about it, talk to some professionals about it. But if you have a friendship that you know is just not good, like when you walk away from spending time with her, you feel all kinds of terrible, talk to somebody about this. Get an objective perspective. Go to a professional. If you need to reach out to me, reach out to me because this is important. You have a beautiful life ahead of you. No matter what has gone down, okay, you have a bright future. There is all kinds of possibility in front of you. The great Allie Worthington says, girl, with Jesus and Google, you can accomplish anything. And I really believe that. I mean, you got dreams. You can really, truly go after them and find success. I believe that there is such potential out there for you. But if you are surrounded with people who are toxic and negative and controlling, they will hold you back. They will. Manning sort of touched on something that we've talked about before on Friending. I just kind of want to refresh us on this point, and that is when we move to a new community and we need to start making friends, we kind of need to let go of the intensity of friendship with the old friends. And that's kind of a little scary to do, and I think it should be done slowly. But if all of your social connection is like on the phone, on FaceTime, emails, you know, direct messaging with friends from your past community or where you used to live, you're going to find yourself lonely eventually. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You will find yourself isolated because you got to have people who you can see in real time in the flesh and blood, somebody that you can grab a cup of coffee with. And if you actually reached out, you might be able to touch them. You know what I mean? So this is important. And part of that is being able to just slowly kind of make those expectations a little bit more realistic. I have a dear friend of mine who lives in Philadelphia. She's one of my closest friends. And when I talk to her, I feel so encouraged. I mean, we really can pick up where we left off. She's so, so dear to me. But if she was the only person I was talking to every night, I would feel a little lonely. You know what I mean? Because she's in Philly, I'm in Jersey. We both have to have people that can bring us chicken soup when we're sick. You hear what I'm saying here? So we got to have a little bit more of a realistic expectation, but it's going to take some time and it's going to take some time to invest in the new friendships, which means we might need to let go of a little bit of the intensity of the old friendships or the long distance ones. How do we do this? We communicate. We don't just cut people off. We don't ghost them. Now, sometimes we do need to do a clean breakup, but even then you need to communicate that. You need to say, I need some space. I need to not pursue this friendship. I'm not going to be investing as regularly. I'm pulling back. Just communicate it. Now, that's hard. That is hard. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend that's super easy, but it does help things in the future. It's awkward in the beginning, but rip that band-aid off. It's a lot easier to deal with the sting afterwards. If you are slowly pulling that thing off, or if you're pretending like this person never existed in your life before, it's going to bite you in the booty later. 
and I am speaking from personal experience. So learn from your dear friend, Noelle, learn from her mistakes and communicate if you can. A question that I'm often asked in regards to this is how formal does the friendship break up or letting the friendship go needs to be? And I really think it's depending upon the reason. If I am letting go of a friendship or the expectation or the level of intimacy of the friendship because I've moved, I don't need to like write, you know, an email or call them up and be like, hey, listen, I don't think we should be friends anymore. No, that's crazy. It's just I'm not going to expect that level of intimacy. I'm not going to be, you know, asking for a FaceTime call every day, you know. I'm going to have an appropriate understanding of what this relationship is going to look like and I'm going to make some room to make some new friends, okay? But if the reason is because somebody is being negative, toxic, or controlling, I think there is an opportunity to just speak honestly. Have I done this? No, not always. And uh, now that I'm approaching 40, I'm really trying, really trying to be a big girl about this now. As I've been researching female friendship and coming to understand what makes healthy friendships, what even makes a healthy life, I would like to be better at letting go some of these more toxic friends in a more healthier way. Thankfully, I don't have a whole lot of them right now. I don't even know if I have any. I'm not going to think about it on this podcast. But if I do, I'm going to try very, very hard to do it the right way and just be honest. Let's get better at this together. Now, if you're looking for a friendly, welcoming community of women who also believe in the power of female friendship, come check out the Friending Squad on Facebook. That is our Facebook group. And if you just are feeling lonely, if you have a friendship issue that you kind of want to get some objective perspectives from, hey, come find us on Facebook, the Friending Squad. We'd love to have you. Just go check us out. This will all be in the show notes. Of course, Manning's freebie, Strong Foundations, that's going to be in the show notes too. Everything about Manning, you can find the show notes. Everything about me, you can find the show notes. Of course, I always welcome you to reach out and email me if you just need to talk to somebody or if you've got a question, if you want to book me to speak. Check out the show notes. Everything you need to know is there. Now listen, you are worthy of friendship. You were designed for friendship and you can be a great friend to somebody. And Lord knows we need more of those in this world today. So go out there and be the friend you've always wanted to have. Till next time, your friend, Noelle.